Hello, I'm Tony Barini, and I'd like to welcome you to the podcast series, What Leaders Say. And that's basically what this venue is all about. It's about giving opportunities, industry leaders, people that have climbed their way to the top of corporate America, but basically people that are very successful in their various industries, an opportunity to basically share their words of wisdom. And what leaders say is just basically that. It's an opportunity for them to share with you, our listening audience. And uh, today I have the distinct privilege and honor of being with Mr. Jeffrey McWhorter. He is the president and CEO of Palmetto Railways, located in Charleston, South Carolina. And with no further ado, I'd like to welcome Jeff uh, and thank him for taking time and thank him for sharing his, his wisdom. Thank you, Tony. It's a pleasure to be here with you today. Well, Jeff, what do you think have uh, been some of your s- secrets? I mean, I have obviously I, I've had been the very fortunate recipient of been uh, having spent a lot of time with you personally, and I've learned a lot myself. But, you know, what, what do you think are some of the, you know, our listening audience out there that, you know, they're driving home or they're uh, heading to work or they just, you know, they're trying to get to that next stage of their life? You know, what are some of the key components you think that have helped you get to where you are? Uh, Tony, there, there are several, and I know we don't want to spend a lot of time uh, talking about it today, so I'll, I'll, I'll try to be uh, as specific as I can. Um, but I think, it, for me, it, it all started with, with my father. Um, my, my father instilled in me early on uh, the importance of building a strong foundation for your future. And um, he, was, uh, he was a chief petty officer in the Navy. He was very... Uh, very structured, and uh, that made for a, a difficult upbringing at times. But um, but all in all, uh, it, it was good, and, and I learned a lot. And and that is something that, that really stuck with me: uh, the importance of building a strong foundation. So I've I've always tried to do that, and and uh, and always have something, as my father told me, to ha- always have something to fall back on. So. <clears throat> There were things that I wanted to do uh, as a child, and, and I, I pursued those, and it was easy for me because they're things that I had an interest in. Um, right out of high school, I, I, I took a job uh, with Standard Warehouse Company and uh, as, a, as a forklift operator, and one of the things I wanted to do was drive a truck. Well, and that's something else that I think is important is I've never been bashful about my ambitions or my goals, um, and I let people know that I was going to be a truck driver at that location. and. Uh, so I, I did that, and, and, I've, and I've also tried to be uh, very observant with anyone I've ever worked with or been exposed to, and, and, I, and I've, there's been a lot of people like that that I've learned from. Um, so uh, Billy Ellison was, was my manager back then at the, at the warehouse, and, and uh, he, he was a great boss, and he was, he was tough, but he was very fair, and, uh, and, and I learned a lot from him. And Bill, Billy was a, was a caring man. And, um, you know, that was something that I thought was important. And um, so I, I, uh, I did that right out of high school. I, I got my class three driver's license just before my 18th birthday. And um, the other thing I wanted to do was, was to be a, a paramedic. And I had some exposure to, to, to that. In high school, I was an athletic trainer, and, and I, I received um, first aid and emergency care training in uh, so I, I pursued that. I went to try to technical college, got certified as an EMT, um, and then I pursued a job with uh, EMS. Went to work for Charleston County EMS. Um, told them I wanted to be a paramedic. They sent me to paramedic school. 
Um, I was one of the youngest, if not the youngest, paramedic certified at the time uh, when I was 19, 19 years old. Um, and I wanted to be a police officer, so I did that. But, but you know, as you see, that's kind of the, the, the foundation that I built for myself, but I still maintain my CDL license today. Wow. Um, so, and then my, my paramedic certification, that, that I, I carried that for a long time. Then I finally gave it up, but that is something if I needed to that I could go back to. Um, hopefully, I'll never have to do that. <laughs> but that knowledge, that knowledge has stayed with me. Um, and then, of course, I went on to the police department, um, worked my way through through various uh, divisions of the police department, learning all sorts of things along the way. Uh, I, my my field training officers at the time, Pat Gunnels and, and Tommy Owens, um, those are guys that, that I that I learned a great deal from. Uh, when I went to the um, Police Academy. Um, I was elected uh, class speaker, uh, and I spoke during our graduation uh, ceremonies. Um, so those are those are things I've always tried to involve myself in a number of different things to learn as much as I could about whatever it was I was doing at the time, and, and I think that's something that's very important to do. Um, I quickly realized the need for furthering my education. I went back to school, uh, got an associate degree. At, and, uh, and then a, an undergraduate degree, and then later a master's degree. Um, I, I came to work here at the railroad uh, two years after I went to work at the police department, and I started off as a switchman on the extra board. And, um, and now I've been serving as president and CEO for nearly eight and a half years. Uh, so and I've been here for 30, 31 and a half years. Wow. So it, it's, been, it's been quite an experience. Um, I had a great mentor here at the railroad, Gene Way, who, who I learned a great deal from, um, Bob Parham, uh, Dan Green, um, all, all of which that I have taken things from and, and apply today. Um, the other thing uh, to, to fast forward and, and not take up a whole lot of time, but it, being in the position that I'm in now and you know what I've learned is the importance of, of um, surrounding yourself with good people. People who have knowledge and expertise in areas that, that you don't necessarily. And, uh, and I think that's what's, what's made us successful here at Palmetto Railways. Um, I've, I've, I've built a very good team and um, I've hired the right people. I've provided, I provide them with goals and directions. Um, a lot of that we, we discuss, uh, we agree upon together. When I took over, I, I told all of our employees that we were going to take things to the next level. And I told them I wasn't sure what that was, that I needed them to help me to find it. And, um, and we, uh, I came up with an acronym, SECURE. And I wanted to give people something very simple and, and easy to think about that would help them in their day-to-day -day jobs, help them to be successful, and therefore we would all be successful. And that acronym was SECURE. And the S in, it stands for safety, because it's a, you know, it's it's of paramount importance. It's safety. The railroad industry is a, is a safe industry, but it's very unforgiving. I mean, it, safety is everyone's responsibility. We want we want people to go home, uh, in in as good a shape, if not better, than when they arrived at work. Um, the E, is for efficiency. I challenge all people all the time not to just. Um, you know, to, to be efficient, uh, to always uh, make more room on their plate. And I told them that I was going to be asking a lot of them 
and um, and in order for us to grow and, and grow properly, that people would have to be willing to step up, make room on their plate, and take on more responsibilities until we could get to a point that we could add the personnel that, that were needed to do different things. So I, I've been very, very rewarded um, in how folks have, have stepped up and, and made room and taken on responsibilities to help move this organization forward. Um, it's just, it's, uh, people are surprised all the time at all the things that we have going on with as few people as we have. Um, the C, uh, U, R, and secure is, is for um, customer service. Uh, we don't want to just um, meet customer service expectations, customer service requirements. We want to exceed them. And, uh, you know, and the, the, the personnel that are, are of the most importance to us in that regard are our trainment, our, our in-track engineering guys, the guys that are out there on the ground every day having face time with our customers. Um, so we, we've, we have helped them and provided them with the tools to be our customer service ambassadors, if you will, and they do a wonderful job. We, we get constantly receive wonderful feedback <coughs> from, our, from our customers about the interaction that they, that they have with, with our trainmen primarily. Um, so that's, that, that's a good feeling. It makes me very proud when I, when I hear from our customers and, and they, they tell me what a pleasant conversation they had with one of our employees or they tell me um, you know, how impressed they are with our employees and their, their conscientiousness and their, and their, um, uh, with regard to safety and with regard to customer service. So it, it's very pleasing to me. And, and it reflects on us, on the company as a whole. Um, and then, of course, the, the final E in secure is for expenses. As in any business, we want to control our expenses. That's a very important for us to do that. And, and so uh, in, in the way that, that we frame that is if you'll just think secure <coughs> every day, if you just think secure, that we will all be secure uh, in our jobs and in our futures here at Palmetto Railways. And, and that's, that's worked out very well for the last eight and a half years. Um, I think that's awesome. Let me just interject real quick. I mean, I, I really love that principle because it's something that people can remember. It's very easy. And I think sometimes a lot of companies tend to make things complex. And I think simplicity is of the paramount that's really important. And I think you do a great job of keeping things simple and focusing in on customer service and focusing in on great communication of, of letting your people know how much uh, you know you appreciate what they do and you, you know you spread the the credit to where it needs to be and that's the people that are doing the job and are meeting and greeting the customers well it, it absolutely needs to go to them I, I if they didn't do what they do I would not be able to be in this office and do what I'm able to do um, so they're uh, they are our greatest asset and, and they, they do a wonderful job and, and, and I, you know, every day, I, you know, I, I appreciate it and I, uh, I don't always let them know every day and that's something I need to do a better job of. But, uh, but I do have a great team and I'm very proud of them. Well, but you do, and I think what they realize is that again, when you have an organization the size of Palmetto Railways, uh, you've got a lot going on. And South Carolina right now, thanks to what you're doing and the Department of Commerce, 
is extremely dynamic. You got Volvo, Daimler, uh, Boeing, uh, the port. You know, there's so much going on. I'm not sure how you keep up with it all. Well, there is a lot going on, Tony, and it's it's very uh, interesting and exciting times. And um, of course, those companies that you've just mentioned that is, have come to South Carolina, uh, the, the port is experiencing uh, uh, significant growth. Uh, we are experiencing significant growth. When I took over um, eight and a half years ago, we had 35 employees. <laughs> we have 70 employees today. Wow. And we're continuing to grow. Um, we have, uh, you know, we did a, we did a complete rebranding of the company. Uh, we were, as you know, we were once known as South Carolina Public Railways. Uh, we're now Palmetto Railways. Uh, that went in, you know, we, we made that switch a couple years ago. We had uh, air operations, all of our operations are, are, are based within the greater Charleston area, but we had, you know, we were South Carolina Public Railways and we had the Port Utilities Commission Railroad, we had the Port Terminal Railroad, we had the East Cooper Berkeley Railroad, and there was somewhat of an identity crisis, if you will. Um, so we had locomotives with all those different names painted on it. Uh, people would ask you where you work, what do you do, and you'd tell them South Carolina Public Railways, and they'd say, well, what is that? Where is that? What do you do? And then once you explained all that to them, the response was, oh, so you work for the Port Railroad. <laughs> so, and, and then we'd have to, I'd have to explain the whole issue about, no, it's not the Port Railroad. It, there was a time in history when it was, uh, but, it, but it wasn't. And that's something that, that uh, quite honestly, was, was frustrating to me uh, coming up um, through the railroad that having to, the, 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 I can't tell you how many times that I had to, had to give that explanation. And, uh, and I told myself that whenever I was in a position to do so, I was going to change that. And, and I did. And I, I, um, I started when I was vice president of operations, um, and we started painting South Carolina Public Railways on all the locomotives. Uh, but I decided that, um, that we really need to simplify that name. Uh, there were there's still folks did not know who we are. They, then they thought we were a commuter rail. They thought we were a regulatory agency. Um, so I wanted, I wanted to clear all that up. I wanted to give us an identity. I wanted to give us a brand that we could market, um, not only in South Carolina, but perhaps beyond. And so we came up with the name Palmetto Railways, and we, we consolidated all of our, our operating certificates with the, the STB. Uh, we did away with all the, with everything else, and everything now is just Palmetto Railways, and then the, the different properties that we operate uh, within the Charleston area because none of them connect to each other yet. Yeah. Uh, but so we we operate them as subdivisions of Palmetto Railways. So we have the Charleston subdivision, the North Charleston subdivision, and the Charity Church subdivision. Um, so two of those subdivisions, the, the Charleston and North Charleston, we interchange traffic with both Norfolk Norfolk Southern and CSX. And then our, our charity church sub, we interchange traffic exclusively with CSX. So, and, and I will tell you that the, it's been very well received. Um, I, I've got a, a, a marketing guy, business development guy on board now. We've, we've created a chief commercial officer position. Um, and as you know, we have a very large project that we're working on, the Navy Base Intermodal Facility. It's a you know, $300 million project. It's a huge project. It's a facility that will handle all the containers that will move in and out of our, our port locations that, that, that move by rail will move through this facility and we'll have connectivity to both Norfolk Southern and CSX. 
it's a it's just a tremendous project it's uh, that I've been working on for eight and a half years now and uh, we're expecting um, our our permit the end of this year so it's, it's it's very exciting well that brings you know you bring up an interest, interesting point and again I'm so close to you and I you're right I'm I am aware of a lot all the stuff you're doing is there any secret to again I mean you've doubled in size you know here recently uh, you have lots going on, and, and again, the state, the governor's office, the Department of Commerce office, they're looking at you to make things happen, okay? And you, in turn, are turning around your staff to make things happen, but is there anything special that you have found for you to juggle? I mean, because it's, it's almost like a circus act where you're, you're juggling plates. I mean, you have several plates up in the air, but is there any particular, and it's, what's amazing is the ex execution and customer service and all that is just impeccable. I mean, is there anything, is it just because you just got great people? Is it, is there anything there? Uh, I think a big part of that, Tony, and, I, and it, it's funny you talk about the plates because I describe it uh, oftentimes uh, that I have a lot of balls in the air and I can't afford for any of them to, to, to drop. I, I, I just can't. Um, so there, there is a lot, it's very challenging. Um, again, I've got I've surrounded myself with great people. Um, we have a we have a very cohesive team here, um, from from the my executive staff on down, and um, it, it uh, there the the excitement is uh, is felt in all areas of, of the company, and, um, and and folks really are are stepping up to to help and do whatever they can. Um, I've just, I've been very very fortunate in that regard. That's that's true, and let me just let me just add to that. And again, I just I wanted to share this with you, and this is just my outside opinion. You got a great staff, and you got great people. And again, it all starts at the top, you know, and it's then it's disseminated down. But one thing that I think that has helped your people be successful is your accessibility and your availability, if you will, and that they have an issue, they have a problem. You will empower, you do a great job of empowering your people to make decisions to where, you know, if it's in the secure component, okay, they will do that, they'll make it, they know when they can make a decision without having to come to you to ask. But if they feel like they need to come to you because it's something that they don't feel comfortable making the call, is you're very accessible. And what I see nowadays with some people that are trying to be leaders is they want to be leaders eight to five, if you will. And in, in your position, and in true leadership positions, it's not necessarily a clock position eight to five. And you're always every time I've called you, it could be ten o'clock at night. You know where we've had an issue that's of of importance. You've always been there, and I think you if you've been there for me, you're surely going to be there for your own staff. And I think that's a key component. Well, I'm available twenty four seven. You know, I've got a company to run, and I've got people who depend upon who depend on me for a lot of different things. And so, I think you have to be available to them, um, and I expect them to be available to me when I need them. Um, so, I, I'm I'm not gonna. That's a two way street as far as I'm concerned. And um, I uh, I give folks a, a lot of freedom uh, to do their jobs. Um, I believe in hiring the right people. I believe in then when you do that, you have to empower them. You you decide together what what the objectives are, what the goals are. Um, you you talk about a path, 
and I, and I like to help guide them on, on that path. But at, but at the end of the day, I want them to decide the path. I want them to decide how they're going to reach the goal, how they're going to meet the expectations that we've set together, uh, because it gives them ownership. It gives them skin in the game, if you will. And so they they take ownership of that. And I have found time and time and time again that, that, that that's, that's very successful and, and, and for me and for them. Um, I'm not a clock watcher either. I don't, uh, I, you know, I expect people to accomplish what it is that, that I've asked them to accomplish. And, and if they need to go to a, a child's school performance or if they need to take a time for a doctor's appointment, then I don't, or they need to come into the office a little late or leave a little early. I don't ever concern myself with that. I concern myself with the end product. And, um, and so I think people appreciate that. I, I appreciate, I think they appreciate the time. And, and what I found that I get so much more out of folks when, when we do that. Um, yeah. I, and I, I just want to reiterate uh, and again, I mean, kudos to you. It's about, it's, it's not about punching a clock. It's about achieving or doing whatever needs to be done. And if that means you can get it done in six hours, great. If that means we got it, it's going to take us 16 hours a day, we're going to do whatever it takes. Uh, but I want to go back to, I, I just want to reiterate this. Uh, and again, I'd, I don't expect you to say it about yourself, but I want to say this about you is commitment. What resonates with me, with you, is, is when I look into your eyes and your staff looks at you, your body language, your tone, your demeanor is you're committed to making this railroad successful. And what happens is because you're committed to taking the calls at four in the morning or 10 o'clock at night or whenever it is, um, it, it shows that you're serious. It shows you're committed. And what's happened is, you know, commitment from people is if they don't see the boss being committed, they may not be committed. But I think the reason you have what you were just giving kudos to your staff because of what they do. Again, it's I think it's a direct reflection of what you do, Jeff of commitment you live it you breathe it there's no in between it's kind of like being pregnant there ain't no way <laughs> well that's an interesting analogy tony well, either you are either you are either you are you're not you're, you're and that's what i tell people you well i'm, I'm kind of committed from eight to five i said well well it's, it's, that's it's, not the same kind of commitment what i'm you can't you can't be pregnant eight to five. It's either you are or you're not. And that's well, kind of the analogy I use. You can't just railroad from eight to five. It's, you know, we're, we're moving, we're moving interstate commerce and it's, it's 24, seven, 365 days a year. And, uh, you just don't, you just can't turn it off and, and things happen. And so it, you, you have to be, um, there's, there's no way to, to be here, uh, certainly in the position that I'm in or, or the position that I have other folks in, um, you know, we have a few folks that can come in and work, you know, eight to five and go home and not have to worry about anything in, on the nights and weekends. But, but for, for the most part, I mean, that's what it requires. And, and we, we just can't get things done and we are not going to be successful if we're not committed 24-7. Yeah, and I, and I, I just wanted to reiterate that because, uh, you know, the young, young professionals that are trying to climb the corporate ladder out there, a lot of them, you know, they'll, I tell them at the very beginning, I said, none of this is easy. It's, it's not eight to five. I will tell you, and that's a good thing to, 
for you to bring up. It, it, it really surprises me sometimes, um, some of the younger folks that, that we talk to and some of those that we've hired, um, very few, but it, it surprises me sometimes the expectation that they have, the expectation of money that they, that they should make starting off and the expectation of, of a schedule that they should have starting off. Um, and and I, I have a lot of trouble with that because that isn't anything that, that I ever focused on coming up. I was always thrilled to have a job. I always wanted to make as much, as much money as I could make. I was always willing to work whatever hours I needed to work to make that money. And, um, and I've, I've done that everywhere I've ever been. Um, I've, I've never been one just to put in my, my eight hours and, and go home and forget about it. Um, so I, I, it's important. I mean, the, the more that um, I think that you do that, the more that you embrace whatever your job is at the time. Listen, if you don't like your job, then that should be motivation for you to do something more to help you get out of that job. Maybe go to school. Maybe put in the extra time so that and, and let others know in your organization what job you are interested in. But, but if you don't have a good work ethic and you don't have dedication and commitment to that job, you're not going to be considered for anything other than the exit door. So I, th- I think it's important for, for people to realize that if you want to grow, if you want to grow personally, if you want to grow professionally, if you want to be considered for those jobs that you think you'd like to have, then you, you need to demonstrate a good work ethic. You need to demonstrate commitment. You need to demonstrate a willingness to learn and a willingness to do not only anything that's asked of you, but those things that you see that you think need to be done. That's a, that's take, a great that's, take initiative. That's a great point, um, and you know it seems like nowadays you're right. Uh, a lot of people want to make a lot of money, and they they don't want to necessarily put in or what I call pay their dues. Um, and going back to you, I mean, it, you started off driving a forklift. You did whatever you did. You jumped around a lot. Um, you got lots of different experience. Um, and I can only imagine, uh, again, way back when, when you said, okay, I have a personal goal of where I want to be one day, and I want to be the CEO, president of the railway system. And you said, okay, what, what I need to do to achieve that, because no one's just going to give it to me, is I need to work long hours, pay my dues, work in the rail, kind of learning the ropes as you go. And then I'm going to spend the time and I'm going to go to school at night with the family, which Lord knows that's not easy. No, I, I, I was working full time in law enforcement. I was working uh, part time here at the railroad and every other off duty part time job I could get. I was married, had children, uh, had my first home. Um, it, it was not easy. It was, it was very difficult. It was it was a very tough way to go about it. But I. And it was funny because people would ask me all the time, why are you doing that? Some of the older guys, uh, career patrolmen, if you will, on the police department, they would, they would ask me, you know, why are you doing that? And, you know, you can have a career here, that sort of thing. And I said, yeah, but I'll have a, a better career if I have an education. Um, I'll, I, I may be considered uh, for, for rank sooner than others if I have an education. Um, and they, they would say, well, the way that you're doing it is going to take you so long. So I said, well, how long is so long? What is that, six, eight, ten years? And so they said, well, what if it takes you ten years? And I said, well, what if it does? When ten years comes, I'll have a degree. 
if, if I if I if That's I don't right. go to school, I'm not going to any be for any further along than what I am now. But, so I, I just it, it was really amazing to me uh, their their thought, some people's thought process on that. Um, and that's something else, Tony. I'm thank you for bringing that up. That that we encourage here. I'm a huge proponent of education, furthering education, and we offer those opportunities here. We have a program uh, where we help people go to school. We help them with their schedule. We help them financially because I want I want people to go to school. I want them to further their education. I want them to be successful. And and we offer opportunities here for promotion. You know, for those folks that, that take advantage of that. And, and it's amazing to me that some, some people just, they don't want that. They're not interested. Uh, but I'm very, very proud of those who, who are taking advantage of that opportunity and are pursuing an education. We've probably got five or six people right now in, in various uh, programs pursuing, uh, pursuing undergraduate degrees. Now, I've always admired about that about you is you never have tried to hold people back. You've always encouraged your people you know, hey, we're here to support you. And if you outgrow this organization because we are helping you develop, you know what? Good for you. Absolutely. And, and we've had a couple do that. Yeah. We've had three folks leave here. Uh, one went to become the president of another railroad, and, and two others went to become vice presidents at that railroad. Um, so that's fantastic for them. Yeah, but I mean, kudos to you. I mean, you, you do that. And unfortunately, you know, a lot of people would look at that as a bad thing <clears throat> because, you know, basically you're losing people because you are developing them. But you know what? The rest of your organization is great. And then when, if someone leaves with your leadership and the way you do things, people kind of pull together and makes the other people that are still here stronger. We um, we brought some people in, and we've promoted from some from within the organization. I, I always look within the organization first, uh, because I think it's important to give those folks an opportunity. Uh, but then, as you know, in running a business, there's sometimes that you have things. You know, as as we grow and evolve, there are different areas um, that, that we have to to deal with. As in, in, in this this intermodal project is is a good example of that. We had no intermodal expertise here. And I was very fortunate to, to find a young man who worked in, in CSX uh, Intermodal who had port experience, intermodal experience. He's a, a graduate of the Merchant Marine Academy. Um, very, very bright, very talented, very hardworking young man who joined our team three years ago. And he's doing a fantastic job. I had another opportunity that arose uh, to bring in a guy with a great deal of operating experience from the Class 1 railroads. Um, who's now my vice president, chief operating officer. Uh, and it, it was just, um, it's funny how things happen sometimes, but uh, we've been very fortunate and, uh, and very, very lucky, very blessed uh, to be able to, to attract some of the folks that we have. Um, no, you, 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 no, you're exactly right. But again, I think that goes back to your, your leadership style and that you want the best, you try to hire the best, and then even when they're here, it's raising the bar of let's continuously strive to get better. Let's learn and develop. And I, I see a lot of people, it's, a, it's, it's really kind of, I'm surprised that do not spend any time on a professional level trying to get better. And I think that uh, striving for excellence 
and uh, striving to continuously improve the level of care and service you provide to your vendors, it, it, it resonates with me all the time. I mean, I, I see it firsthand, uh, but again, it goes back to a commitment from you. It starts at the top, and then you, I think you, you really, uh, you're a cheerleader to your people. But more, I'll tell you the other thing too, Jeff, is when I talk to your people, they're really big on you about how, how much they like working for you. And, I'm, and not, a lot of people I work talk to nowadays, they really don't spend a lot of time talking about their boss or they really don't enjoy. It's, it's amazing to me how many people that do not enjoy where they work. So my advice to the listeners out there, if you don't enjoy where you, where you work and you don't have an environment that's encouraging and nurturing and trying to get for your development, my advice is find another job. I, I, you're exactly right. I, I, um, I think it was a little, it's a little easier for me, Tony, having, having started where I did with the railroad and, and coming up through the ranks. Um, I got to see a lot of things that that uh, I thought, you know, this could be better, that could be better. I think I would do this differently if, if I ever I, I'm in a position to do so. Um, there were a lot of very good things about this company, and I just I wanted to make it better. And um, I think uh, the, just the the fact that I came up like I did gave me um, gave me a lot of credibility if you will, with, with the employees here. Um, some of those folks are still around. Uh, others aren't. They've retired, moved on. And, and we do have a lot of new people, but a lot of the new people that we had up until probably five or six years ago are, are people that I was involved with in bringing on board. Um, so I, I have a personal relationship with, with, a, with a lot of the folks. I, I don't enjoy that to the extent that, that I once did. But, uh, you know, one of the things that, um, that I enjoy every year, one of, one of our guys who's been around for a long time, he, he has an annual oyster roast at his house. Uh, and he invites all the guys that, that he works with and, and ladies. And, and uh, every year I get an invitation to that. That's and, awesome. Uh, and and I, every year I, I do my best to make it, uh, and, and to see those guys in, in, a, in a different setting. And, and it's very, very re- rewarding to me. Well, that's, that's great. We're right at 30, 34 minutes, and again, the goal of this is to try to keep it. We don't want to get uh, too long because, you know, we'd like to keep this somewhat short. And, and, and kind of in closing, if you will, Jeff, this has been great for me. And, again, it's, 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 it's always refreshing to spend time with you, especially when we talk about all the things that you're doing and how you do it. In closing, is there any last – Is there, what other secret sauces or is there anything else you'd like to, to throw out there? Well, I, I guess to, to, to sum it up, Tony, I, I think it's important, uh, as I said, to identify people who, with talents and knowledge that you don't necessarily have, uh, that, that, you can, that you can put on your team, and, and then try to, uh, to, to build a, an atmosphere, if you will, of, of cooperation and cohesiveness and support um, for, for those people. Um, it's... It's important that, that when you ask people to do things, uh, when, when you ask them to make the commitment uh, and, and to work with you to, to achieve your goals and, and move your business forward, that, that you also empower them uh, with the ability to do that, empower them with the decision-making ability, the authority to do the things that you're asking them to do. Um, and for, for me, I, I want my folks to 
to stay focused, to keep their head down. I want them to be able to think for themselves and make decisions. And I want to be here to help and support them in any way that I can. And I, and I try very hard to put myself in a position uh, to deal with any outside forces or influence that, that is going to adversely impact their ability to, to get done what, what we need for them to do. Um, and I think that's important. I agree. I mean, that's, again, that's, that's you. I mean, that's, that's what you do. Well, I've really enjoyed this opportunity. Uh, again, we're at 36 minutes. And again, I, I appreciate you taking time out of your day. And I've learned some kind of, some, or reinforced some of your leadership concepts. And I hope that our listeners uh, have also learned some valuable concepts that can help them propel their careers to the next level. Well, I, I hope there are those that will find uh, some of what I had to say helpful to them. Um, I've, I've had a, a very interesting uh, career uh, law enforcement career as well as railroad career, and I've learned a great deal. Uh, at the end of the day, it's, it's about uh, hard work and determination and, uh, and surrounding yourself with good, good people. You're, you're exactly right. Well, thank you so much, Jeff. I appreciate you taking the time. And uh, again, to our listeners out there, thanks for listening and uh, look forward to hopefully having you on the next podcast. Thank you. Thank you, Tony. Bye.